Hey there, welcome to the Lauren Frost Fit Podcast. In today's episode, I will be sharing an interview with a special guest. Jen Elliott is a friend and fellow girl boss and personal trainer who runs the fitness and lifestyle brand Burpees for Breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Everly Well. Everly Well provides convenient at-home health testing. I have done the sleep and stress test and the food sensitivity test. Both tests came with very simple instructions and the results came to me via email. They were both useful and easy to understand. As a listener of the show, you can get 15% off your test with the link provided in the show notes. Just enter the code YourBestFoods at checkout. Before we get started, sign up for the newsletter by going to laurenfrostfit.com and enter your email to receive all upcoming podcast updates. Everyone. Welcome to the Lauren Frost Fit Podcast. Today I have a special guest with me and I can't wait to jump into a conversation with her. Jen Elliott helps women fit healthy living into their everyday life. She is a certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, group fitness instructor, blogger, dog mom, and girl boss behind Burpees for Breakfast. Her passion is educating, equipping, and inspiring women with simple, smart, and sustainable solutions for healthy living. On her blog, she talks all things fitness, nutrition, mindset, self-care, body love, and more. In her free time, she loves sipping on cold brew and going on walks with her husband, Chris, and pup, Oscar. Welcome, Jen. Hi, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. Glad to be here. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you're going to be talking with us today. Yes, I can't wait. I was so excited to hear that you were starting a podcast. I'm so honored that you asked me to be a guest. <laughs> well, thank you for saying yes. I'm, I'm thrilled to kind of share your story, and I love following you on social media and your blog, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. So if you want to just kind of jump in and tell us a little about you and what you do. Yeah, perfect. So you definitely summarized it in that intro. Um, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I help uh, women fit healthy living into their everyday life. I'm all about um, providing simple, smart, and sustainable solutions. Um, I am a trainer, like you said, group fitness instructor, nutrition coach. I blog. I've been blogging off and on for about four years now. I started um, as a way to share healthy recipes when I was going through a new elimination diet, and then it kind of morphed into sharing workouts and morphed into what it is today, sharing about um, healthy living and self-care and mindset and things like that. I work one-on-one with clients doing personal training and nutrition coaching. I also do um, some online group programs as well, currently doing one called Mindset to Muscles, which is a strength training program. Um, I have a Facebook community where I get to interact with ladies and talk about fitness and nutrition and mindset and things like that. And then I live in a small town in Indiana, right on the water. So like you said, I love to go on walks with my husband and my dog, Oscar. Very cool. So, um, was kind of the, the elimination diet, the, you know, like the food process, is that kind of how you got started with health and fitness? I know your husband's the one who turned you on to weight training. Am I right? Yes, yes, you are correct in that. <laughs> yeah, so it it was kind of my own uh, gut gut issues that led me into health and fitness. So 
I would say growing up, I wasn't really, you know, that into sports or fitness or even healthy eating. Mm -hmm. My senior year, the summer of my senior year of college, I was doing an internship and at least half of them were runners. So I decided to run just to, to hang out with them. And that kind of translated into my senior year of college, started healthy eating. In high school, I was diagnosed with uh, acid reflux. And so I had gut issues off and on, but it wasn't until a couple years after college that I really started experiencing um, some pretty difficult issues that lasted for about a year and a half and landed me taking medication every four hours for pain and for my gut issues, and, and it still just you know wasn't helping. So I ended up um, going to, I want to say, to my third or fourth doctor where she suggested potentially you know, what I was eating might be causing my issues. I did a liver detox and a six month elimination diet. And I ended up coming off of all of my stomach medication. Um, I've been taking a pretty high dose steroid inhaler for asthma all my life. And I, um, am only taking a pill for it now. So that really was the jump start for me into health and wellness. Um, I just saw some amazing changes just from switching up the things that I was eating from exercising regularly and it just really ignited a passion in me and I wanted to share that with with other women as well. Mm-hmm. So I would kind of say, would you say that that's sort of what sort of sparked the interest too in self-care because being an entrepreneur, um, I mean, it's just, a, it is a hustle. So how do you, is that kind of like a, was that a turning point for you or you realized you kind of needed to find a more sustainable solution? Yes, I would say that was probably the start of it. And I don't think it really clicked for me until about a year ago, actually. So I would characterize myself as a type A overachiever, always wanting to be doing all of the things. And that very first elimination diet really made me take a step back and really, I had to take care of myself right? or I would just be miserable and in pain all the time. So that was really where it started for me. And then, you know, over the past three to four years, I wish that I could say that from there, I always took care of myself and I never took on more than I can (laughs) handle, but that's, you know, that's, that's not the case, especially, you know, as an entrepreneur running your own business. So, um, actually last, um, last winter I had my second round of adrenal fatigue Mm. and that really pushed me over the edge to say, look, you got to figure something out, um, especially if you want to be your own boss. So I actually took some time off of the business and really focused on self-care and doing what I love to do. And obviously I ended up coming back to, to the business and really figuring out what I wanted to do and really understanding that if I'm going to help women with fitness and nutrition, self-care has got to be a component of it. And I've got to be able to offer some simple, you know, simple, smart, sustainable solutions for them in the long term, because I know I'm not the only woman that's struggling with feeling like she's got to do it all or wants to do it all or is trying to be perfect all the time. So Yeah, I think, and I think that that is so hard to kind of accept that taking a break can sometimes be the best thing to do. But it is hard when you're caught in that kind of that day-to-day push to be like, okay, I need to take a step back and see what's good for me. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I, it's the hardest thing. We talked about it a little bit in, in my Facebook community, how, you know, a couple of years ago I would want to work out like seven days a week. Mm -hmm. And when I would tell myself, you got to take a rest day. Oh, whoops. I ended up running three miles today. I guess that's my rest day. 
and just how different things are now to the point where even last year I took like two to three weeks off of working out and just didn't do anything. And I listened to what my body was telling me and how it felt. And now I feel like after taking that break and understanding what my body feels like, I'm better equipped now to say, okay, it's been a tough three days. Mm -hmm. I think it's okay to skip the gym because my body needs rest more than it needs to do a tough workout. So taking that break is key for sure. So how do you balance now? How would you say you balance um, the role of an entrepreneur? Do you set, um, you know, projects you want to get done during a particular week? Do you set aside certain amount of hours? How do you balance, you know, life, you know, getting the rest you need, getting the workouts in, and then also, um, you know, working on your, your programs and, um, your, you know, and also focusing on your online clients and your group fitness. Cause that's a lot. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I actually have a full-time job that I do, um, usually about eight to four ish, um, every day. And I love that that job is so flexible because I can do a little bit of, you know, my business work in the morning or in mm-hmm. the evening. Um, I definitely have moved towards setting aside time each day to focus on things. And maybe two Saturdays out of the month, I say, okay, I'm going to spend all my morning working on X projects. Um, I actually took a little bit of time off from group fitness and I'm slowly kind of getting back into probably just one class coming up in the summer um, and only taking on a certain number of online clients. Um, you know, via personal training or nutrition coaching and kind of focusing my efforts on some online group programs where I can still help women in a larger number, but it's not super individualized where I'm being pulled in a lot of different directions. Um, and I can kind of focus all my energy on that, that one program and that one group. Very cool. So how are you making, um, social media work for you? Because social media can be such a we all talk about like it can take up so much time. Do you schedule things ahead? Do you focus only on one platform? What would you say is kind of like your best solution for managing all of the the changing algorithms and just all the changes that we're all faced with? Yeah, for sure. That's such a great question. Scheduling is my friend. Um, <laughs> and so is checking off things off my to-do list. So. Mm-hmm. I try, usually I'm pretty good about scheduling a majority of my Instagram posts at the beginning of the week, either on Sunday or Monday. Um, I only do one to two posts per day. So that was a change for me from feeling like I had to post like three or four times a day to just dropping down to two, making sure that um, I'm spending quality time on Instagram So when I'm on there, making sure that I'm commenting on posts and um, really interacting with people that comment on my posts, sure, there's times when I'll just kind of scroll through and and like things. Mm -hmm. Um, But I try to, you know, I try to have some focused time. And then also cutting back on the platforms that I am on. So when I started, I used to try to be everywhere and do everything. Um, I want to say last year, I really heavily focused on Pinterest and Instagram Mm -hmm. um, and actually honestly didn't really do a lot with Facebook. But now that I've got my Facebook community on there, it's kind of shifted from um, Instagram and Pinterest to more Instagram and Facebook. So just realizing that I don't have to be everywhere, but where I am focusing my time, trying to be, you know, focused and strategic um, and make it worth the time that I'm spending on it. 
Very cool. So would you say that's probably, is that a mistake that you've made that maybe others can learn from? Like really kind of focusing your time and making sure it's quality and not spreading yourself too thin? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I would say that for sure. Um, and probably, you know, just kind of going hand in hand with that. Um, also not feeling like you have to do everything in your business just mm-hmm. because this personal trainer does this and this and this, that doesn't mean that you have to, you know, if you don't like doing group training, focus on one-on-one, or if you don't like doing one-on-one training, you can still work with a group and be a personal trainer. So really try to focus in on what you like doing, where you're allowing yourself to shine um, and being there. For me, um, I actually took like a complete break from my business in the middle of last year because in January of last year, I kind of had this mini freak out of sorts where I felt like I was doing everything and there were certain parts about personal training that I didn't like, but I felt like I had to do it. So not being afraid to just do what you like to do, even if it's not everything that someone else does. That makes sense. No, I think that makes total sense. And even for me, I know I lasted about a month (laughs) as an (laughs) in-person personal trainer at um, a big box gym. So it really isn't for everybody. And I think that that's such a a common mistake, kind of that comparison trap we all fall into where we're like, oh, well, so-and-so has been really successful. I have to follow her her roadmap, but that's not really the case. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So who do you, who would you say you look up to in the fitness industry? Who are some of your role models? Not exactly a hundred percent what they're doing, but maybe just in terms of their message or, or what they're promoting for women. Yeah, for sure. So I have a total girl crush on, on Jill Coleman. I knew you were going to say that. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. She, um, I, I love, obviously like I love her workouts, but also just kind of her message and especially her approach, her approach to business and always taking action, being willing to level up and trying new things and, um, really being firm in your message. She has been someone that I have really admired, um, very much admired. Um, Nagar Fanuni is another one, just her, her outlook on body positivity and the way that she promotes body positivity is huge, especially, um, I'd like to recommend her to all kinds of women that struggle with body image issues. And Mm -hmm. I was one that, um, I actually was at the point where I was just very, very thin and feeling like it's okay that I'm really thin. And this is great when in reality, like my body wasn't healthy and, um, it was hard for me to accept when I actually did put on some weight, my body did get healthy. It was hard for me to accept my body because I felt like I had to be thin and had to be skinny. And she, I think is one that really champions, um, loving your body, you know, no matter what size and being proud of your muscles and your strengths and what your body looks like and owning it. So she's another one that I absolutely love. And I know her and Jill are, are besties and Jen Sinkler is another one Mm -hmm. who, um, love her workouts as well. And I would also say Alexa Clark. Um, I found her via Instagram and her workouts are just amazing. She just has such an awesome variety. Um, and she, you know, she also is really body positive and it's all about women, um, being strong and lifting weights. And so she's another one really, I would say any woman that is pro ladies 
being strong and lifting weights and loving their body. Um, I love, I love following those types of women. Yeah. So I know you work out at the gym. Do you and your husband still work out together? How does like that work? Cause I know he turned you on to lifting weights, but I don't know like well, what point you kind of like kind of transition and you owned it and you're like, yes, I lift weights. Yes. That's such a good question. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we did, I want to say it was about three years ago. Um, we started cause we had been working out together up to that point, but I would do more like hit workouts or running workouts. And he is just not about cardio and still is not about cardio. So, so you'd go to the gym together lifting, and go your separate ways, basically. Like, yeah. Yeah. Kind of go our separate ways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but then, yeah, but then we started lifting together and I would say, gosh, maybe about six months or so after I started lifting, I really felt confident on my own. And at that point I liked it to the point where I was kind of doing my own research and kind of looking for other female role models and kind of looking to see what they were doing. Um, at this point up until I want to say about two weeks ago, we would usually kind of do separate things at the gym. We live about two blocks from our gym, so we would walk there together, kind of do our own thing. He is all about lifting weights, kind of in a bodybuilder style. And mm-hmm. anytime any other male is in the gym, he will talk to them for, they call it the barbershop. So <laughs> I'm like sweating it out, like doing my workout, mm-hmm. and they're like just chit-chatting about stuff. So it's kind of funny, but... Lots of rest. Um, about yeah. Yeah. So about two, two weeks ago, he, um, you know, just decided that he wanted to kind of focus on nutrition fitness a little bit more. So we actually have been doing combination like hit and strength workouts together. I've been planning those and I was pretty excited because the leg day I planned for us last week left him sore for a couple of days. So usually my workouts are not, you know, he doesn't really feel much from them. So I was glad to to see I could finally create a good workout for him that left him sore and, and he still enjoyed it. So Yeah, and that's such a, a cool dynamic now that you can you're also contributing the workouts and planning it out. And I know that's kind of fun for Scott and I too. He'll sometimes come up to me and now and be like, What should I do in my workout? But for so long I was kind yeah. of more the student. And that's kind of just like yes. a cool transition to make. Yes. Love that. Love that. Yeah. Okay. So as a fellow Gym goer, what's your number one workout or gym pet peeve? Uh, when I saw this question, I was I was excited. <laughs> right away, right away, my uh, actually I have a, a couple, but my one. Oh, feel pet free. Peeve, it doesn't have know, to be one. <laughs> perfect. I know that sometimes people cannot always help this, but incorrect form. Mm. Um, and I know some of it is just kind of education, but. It's also my pet peeve when there's someone who maybe like two people working out together and one person is kind of acting like the trainer of the two and is teaching the other person how to do a move with incorrect form. Yes. Um, the trainer in me wants to go correct it right away, but I usually, I usually keep my mouth shut and don't and don't say anything. Um, and then I'll just use it as an opportunity to be like, you know, post a video on Instagram that says, this is what I saw at the gym today. Here's really how you should do the form and kind of use it as a a teaching moment. Um, but I would say that's my biggest. And then my second one is kind of, kind of the same when it's mostly men, sorry guys, when men use a squat rack for 
like bicep curls or <laughs> bent over rows or or shoulder press or something like that, especially when there's other bars available and they're just mm-hmm. they've just decided to use a squat rack. Or when and I I don't see this at my small town gym very often. We'll actually have one squat rack, so it's usually not very full. But when I used to work out at a box gym guys would just sit in the squat rack on their phone. Like mm. I know that there's a certain type of training where like you definitely need a little bit more rest time, but it was getting to the point where I was like, okay, you've been sitting there for 10 minutes and haven't like lifted anything um, and whatnot. <laughs> and at a box gym, it's, it's always tough. You always want to, you know, it feels like you're always waiting for the squat rack or something mm-hmm. like that. So to, to spend time in there on your phone, that was always kind of my, my pet peeve as well. So <laughs> there's so many. I'm I'm adding some of these to my list. And some of them were further yeah. down on my list. But as you see yeah. them, I'm like, yeah, that that really does get to me. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so um I know you I love that you said though that you kind of will look at those examples and kind of share those almost like kind of in a teaching format, like a way to say like yeah. you don't want to do that. Um, so, and actually, cause I know, um, everyone's always curious where, um, did you get your, um, personal training certification? Yeah. So I'm actually certified through, um, NASM National Academy of Sports Medicine, and I have been certified with them for about four years now. And what made you decide to go with them? Cause I know that's always such a, there's so many good programs out there and I know that's such a common question about, you know, from anyone who's looking to go into personal training. Yeah, exactly. So when I was doing my research, there were about, there were three programs, um, three certifications that really kind of stood out. And the more that I researched NASM, the more I found it's pretty widely accepted at a lot of gyms. Um, so that was obviously a big factor to make sure that whatever certification I got was, was highly recognized, Mm -hmm. um, no matter where I would want to, where I would want to train. And then I really liked their model for, you know, for training and for progressing a client and also that they really shared like the science behind, um, behind things. Um, that's a big thing for me. I, I love science in school and growing up and I like to know the nitty gritty behind things, not just here's a workout plan or here's how to plan something, do it for this person. Like, why would we create a workout in this way? What are the benefits Um, and different things like that? And it was, it was, I mean, it was still like I had to study and things like that, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't so hard that I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to pass this exam. It was a good combination of challenging material um, and also just kind of things that, that were applicable to real life and to, to the workouts, even that I was doing at the time that I was, studying for the certification. For sure. And I think that that is so important. And I'm very passionate about that too. And I feel like it can be challenging to get that message across online sometimes. I don't know if you feel that as well. Trying to kind of share that it's more, it's kind of how you do something rather than this is, you know, go do this workout kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. I think that that's really true. And I also think that that kind of flows into um, you know, why we would want to do like a strength workout over a cardio or why we would want to do this over that. And what are the benefits of doing this type of work over this? And how does that fit in with your goals and, and whatnot? So I think it is difficult, but definitely, um, I think the more we can kind of talk about it, even in just short, 
you know, small little ways, um, that's really helpful and hopefully will help, um, people kind of understand, you know, different ways to work out and the different benefits and, and whatnot. Right. And is that a large, cause I know you have a new program that's going to be launching soon and I'm sure that's part of it or you're relaunching rather. It's a current program, the mindset to muscles. If you want to talk to, you know, a little more about what that's about and how you put it together. And I know it's kind of a combination of all of the, the things you believe in the, the, you know, the workout program, um, nutrition that's sustainable. And then I know that there's also a self-care piece. So if you want to just talk through the program and give us like the highlights. Yeah, exactly. For sure. So this is Mindset to Muscle is actually a program that I wanted to create for a while. But again, going kind of back to that comparison trap, I wasn't really sure if people would be open to it. And it, you know, it's a little bit different than other programs out there. But what it is, is a six week strength training program um, that really helps women get strong, um, build confidence, and really kind of focus in on the mindset. I feel like mindset was a huge component that seemed to be lacking in a lot of my other programs. Mm. And when I really honed in on my own mindset, I saw huge gains, not, you know, not only in my strength and in the gym, but also in my nutrition and just in my self-care practice. So I wanted to um, kind of combine everything into one. So it's six week, excuse me, six weeks of workouts. Um, there are three specific strength focused days that focus on more hypertrophy. So muscle growth, um, and then there's two HIT workouts per week as well, which I love HIT workouts. Those are usually 25 to 30 minutes or less. So you're getting great benefits from HIT. You're getting that great afterburn me. You're burning calories after you're done working out, um, which is always what we want, as opposed to just strictly, you know, running on the treadmill where I'm pretty much going to be burning calories just while I'm on the treadmill. Right. Um, so you get the benefits of strength and HIT. Nutrition components are very, very simple. I offer just some simple guidelines to help people kind of navigate the nutrition component of it. We don't do anything like carb cycling or intermittent fasting. I know that, you know, those are popular and I think that they have a place um, in certain programs and they work for certain people. But for the purposes of this program, it's very simple, um, very simple nutrition. And then the mindset component, people have a journaling prompt every day, whether it be related to fitness, nutrition, or just kind of overall self-care and loving your body. We have a, a prompt one of the days that says to share three things that they love, participants, three things they love about their body, and they have to use the word love. And we talk about embracing body change and talk about um, limiting beliefs that we have and things like that. So I think everything really kind of ties together nicely, and it's, you know, like, like I said, a six-week program. Um, I really, really love it. It is going to be launching on June 14th and it's going to go on sale on June 5th. So I'm happy to provide a link to that if any of your listeners are interested in learning more or even joining the program. Yeah, I love that. I'm definitely going to put that in the show notes so people can learn more and sign up. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. So one more question, and this can be, this can be kind of anything. So share one thing that you don't typically ask that you would just like to share that you'd like to have people to know, like just know about you? Yeah, this was such a good question. And I could not think, I was going to think maybe I should do something funny. Maybe I should do something more serious, <laughs> but um, I want to say kind of just relating to 
healthy living journey that we've been talking about from Mm -hmm. the start of my elimination diet until where I am now. Um, I don't often kind of get asked about the in-between part or how long did it take you to embrace your body size and the change from being really, really thin to now being more muscular. And um, I think I just want people to know that it wasn't always easy and that it wasn't an overnight change, but I, I really try to stay consistent and um, I really try to be mindful with things. So if anyone else is kind of struggling through, you know, I work with women who kind of struggle with body change or um, who are struggling with nutrition things, just to know that change might not happen in a week or two weeks. It might take, I'm to the point where now it's been about four years and I'm to the point where I love my body. I'm feeling great with my nutrition. I love my workouts and I love them enough to say I can skip it for today. Mm-hmm. Um, so just know that, that it's a journey. And I really try to tell my clients that I work with a lot, that it's a journey and that you might not see that quick change um, or see that big change that you want right away, but it doesn't mean that small things are not happening and that it's not important to celebrate tiny victories because those tiny things will help get you to your big goal. So just to, to stick with it and to stay consistent and know that it's a journey. I love that. And I think that that's, I, in my, my opinion, I think there's such a big link between what's happening with the gym and working out and real life. And in real life, I mean, you don't expect changes to happen overnight. I think, you know, sometimes so much when it comes to business or yeah, any type of body change, I think we, we expect things to happen so fast. And I think that mindset component is so important because if you realize that's not going to happen, I think you begin to be able to enjoy those those small victories, those small change rather than, you know, being so frustrated that you're not where you want to be yet. The key word I think is yet. Yeah, exactly. And I think too, when you realize it's a journey, it kind of, it helps you to stop stress, stressing and obsessing over it. Because I think when we want it so quickly, we can potentially just cause ourselves more stress than we need to. And that can even hinder change and hinder progress. And so if we just go in saying, it's going to take some time, I know it, but it's going to be great. I'm going to learn from my journey. It really kind of makes it easier in a way. I know it might not sound like it, but I think it definitely makes it easier um, and helps you, like I said, stop stressing and obsessing over it more. Yeah. Awesome. And I, I totally agree with you hundred percent. Yeah. So tell our listeners where the best places are to find you and connect with you. Yeah, for sure. So I am on Instagram. Um, I'm at burpees, the number four, be fast. And then I am usually probably these days over on Facebook in my Facebook group. It's called the burpees for breakfast squad. Um, people can find that by searching it on in Facebook or even going to my Facebook page, burpeesforbreakfast.com. There's a link right there. And it is open for ladies who are just ready to live an awesome life and are interested in talking about fitness, nutrition, self-care, mindset, and more. Yeah, I love I'm in your group too, and I love it. I think like you have a great group of women who are really engaged, and I think like they're all in that good place where they're just looking to improve their life. They just all have like a really good attitude and it's been awesome to see. Yes. Yes. I'm so glad you're in it and I've been loving it as well. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. And I'm going to be sure to put the link for the mindset to muscles program, as well as all your social links in the show notes and people will be able to find you there. 
Awesome. Thank you so much, Lauren. This was so, so fun. I loved it. It was great. Thanks again. Thank you. Bye, Jen. This has been the Lauren Frost Fit Podcast. Thank you again to our special guest, Jen Elliott, for joining us and sharing her experiences with us. While you're listening to the podcast, make sure to leave a rating and or review because this is how people will find the podcast. Please support the show by supporting our sponsors. Remember to take advantage of the 15% off discount code with the link in the show notes. You can find me at laurenfrostfit.com and on Instagram as laurenfrostfit. Thank you for joining us and I will see you next time.